Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Gerilyn Power. I believe now more than ever, women are being called to freedom. The scales have fallen from our eyes and we are coming back home to our power. Love is guiding our choices and the days of hiding are over. This podcast and our community will inspire you to see just how powerful you really are. I'll be sharing my tips to help you move through fears, take congruent action, and become limitless in your earning and your impact. Chasing success and fulfillment can leave us tired and stressed about our future and our finances. A loophole of wondering why things just can't seem to work themselves out. It is possible to break free of archaic beliefs about how we're here to live, parent, lead, and earn. There is a foundation that freedom lies on, and it's called grace. And for women especially, it's time that we allow her to really take the lead. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am pumped for today's episode. So welcome if you're new, quick, quick update for everybody. A few people have been asking me on social media if the show is going to be available on Stitcher. And the answer is yes, it's now up on Spotify and it should be up on Stitcher within well, by the time this show airs. So um, it should be there. If you've asked me online, I will message you back personally and let you know, okay? So um, today, today, I want to give my forecast reading, let's call it, for 2020. I want to talk about what I feel like is coming down the pipes in 2020. We're in some crazy times right now that I think for a lot of people, maybe not everybody, but I'm really clear on who I'm serving on this podcast. I know there's a lot of conscious mothers who tune in. There are a lot of wellness professionals. You are likely a healer or um, in the spiritual or leadership um, space online, okay, if you follow me. And um, again, discernment is a big thing, but I really, really stand behind what I'm going to talk about today. And I want to give a little um, forecast. You know, when you're checking the weather, what's the forecast going to be next week? Is it going to be rainy or sunny or wet? And I want to talk about what I'm sensing for 2020. I've kind of been leading up to this in the last few podcast episodes with topics around um, micro healing and what's being asked of us in the online space, okay? Oh, there's there's been lots of things that I've been talking about that I feel like lead up to this show. So if you want a little bit more of what I'm speaking to today, you might want to go back. But um, let's just let's just get going. Okay. So what am I sensing for 2020? Don't freak out. (laughs) But I am sensing 
lots of rain and thunderstorms and lightning and a little bit of crazy. This is what I'm sensing on an intuitive, really mystical level. Um, And it's interesting because what I want to talk about today is our conditioning and some of the belief systems and teachings that we've really been under, okay, uh, the last five years with respect to popular teachings in the online space, the wellness space, the self-help space. We've really been at times, I think, conditioned to want to avoid the thunderstorms, but really it's just a part of life. (laughs) I want to talk about that today. Many facets of the personal development industry will say, you know, you are in control of your destiny and choose happy and make a vision board for the new year and say these affirmations. And yeah, yes, 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 yes. I mean, everybody who joins, you know, my doTERRA business, for example, in the new year, the first thing I do with all of my new people is have them cast a vision and really tap into their heart and what it is they want. And so I'm going to continue leading in that way for sure. But I think it's important that we have to remember big picture, big picture, above all of the teachings, okay, of the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years, above all of that, there is a higher energy in charge of this thing. (laughs) There is a higher energy, there is a higher plan, I really believe, and it dictates everything, It dictates everything. Um, And I was reminded of this when my brother passed away a few years ago. I've spoken about this a little bit on the show. I had a a half-Indigenous brother who took his own life. And it was so interesting because at that point in my life, my health was thriving. My business was thriving. um, Everything was like on the up, you know. And I, 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 it's interesting I naively thought that I had like made it, right? I had done all the things my mentor told me to do and I felt like I had reached the mountaintop kind of thing, like this thing that we strive for. And his death spiraled me down. It was like I fell to the bottom of the mountain. It's like someone kicked me down. And all of a sudden I found myself in this pile of obviously grief, but what also came up through that was guilt and shame and all sorts of things and fears that I realized I hadn't processed. And I remember listening to a great teacher of mine probably about six months before my brother's passing. I remember her saying, like, nobody is immune to pain or trauma or, um, you know, the true healing that is being asked of us in our lifetime today. And at that point, my life was really good. And I remember thinking... Eh, maybe I can just ignore that. You know, like I get what she's saying, but I'm just, oh no. If I think I thought I was like untouchable. I thought that the thunderstorms would the thunderstorms would come or something could maybe happen and I could just drink my green juice and you know, get up and do my meditation practice and everything would just be holly jolly. And boy, was that in for a shocker when I got knocked off my rocker so to speak. So I tell that story because I feel like that experience I had prepared me to speak to this. I really do. And um, it's not that we're going to just have this year full of total shit and pain. That's not what I'm saying. I think amidst transformational times, we can absolutely still feel love and joy and um, 
peace and that energy of being held amidst it for sure. But we can't, you know, you can't have the beautiful garden um, in the spring without some of the, the, you know, the snow and the heaviness of that or the thunder showers and whatnot. And I really think 2020 is going to be hard for a lot of people. I really do. Okay. Um, And surrender, which is really one of my main teachings, surrender is about listening to that and trusting in that. And I think the spiritual community, some of the religious communities are going to have a little bit of a wake-up call in the next year or two because people who have been living under those doctrinated really belief systems or those spells maybe around what surrender looks like for them, (laughs) it's almost like they're going to be knocked off of that um, belief system. It's like, oh, if I just live my life like this, which kind of looks like I'm in a state of surrender and so I'm on this like pedestal where I'll be safe, I feel like they're kind of going to get knocked off. Okay, so there's that. And I also think that, and this is what I really want to talk about. I feel like there's this underdeveloped. Okay, this is the word I came up with. I was thinking of calling it the shadow side, but I I think that word gets very um, misconstrued in the world today because we can talk about the shadow in so many different ways. You know, there are therapists who talk about the shadow part of ourselves. There are, oh, there's just so many teachings on the shadow part of ourselves. And I don't want to mess it up or confuse people. (laughs) One of my goals for this year is to be able to communicate really clearly and effectively with you guys, Um, especially when I'm doing something like this, like an episode or a talk or something where I'm really tapping into that part of my higher mind where I kind of said a few weeks ago, I'm I'm coming out of the closet, I feel like in many ways this year as a seer, okay? Um, Meaning, I, I, I really have this gift and we all do, we all do. It's just, I've developed it. We really have this gift of sort of sensing into what's coming. When we live from that place of surrender, it's like you can sense it, you can feel, what the divine plan uh, is all about. Is anybody resonating with this? You can you can sense out what's coming. And so it's interesting because um, I think some, but some people feel like they know what's coming, but they're actually not really sensing what's coming. <laughs> because Because I feel like there's this underdeveloped that's the word i've chosen this underdeveloped side of the self-help slash personal growth slash leadership slash wellness okay slash influencer space predominantly online um because that's where i tend to focus but also offline (laughs) i mean what's happening online is really a depiction of what's going on offline is obviously but um through workshops through teachings through seminars through again religious institutions i think there's this underdeveloped side okay of many different realms 
that we see in the world today. Realms, does that make sense? (laughs) You guys get it. And so what I think is going to happen is that this underdeveloped side is going to be challenged. What do I mean by this? What do I mean by this? Over the last five years, what worked is what has worked. Okay. Over the last five years, certain things worked to get us to where we are as entrepreneurs or parents or whatever. But, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And um, I think that where the world is right now in terms of some key core issues, I'm talking like climate change, a lot of the things, again, I've spoke about throughout the last few episodes. There's things like the climate change conversation. There are a lot There's a lot of censorship happening online. We're seeing Google and Facebook and Instagram and Amazon and some of the big players, okay, who are largely connected to and bought out (laughs) by many white male CEOs, the pharmaceutical industry. There's a lot of censorship going on. Uh, There's a lot of biases happening. So all of a sudden online, you know, and this is not me being in victim mode or complaining at all. This is me telling the truth. All of a sudden we have these biased algorithms happening, meaning on online, meaning whereas there was once this equal playing field in the online space and freedom of speech and all of those things, things are being censored, um, you know, the tech giants are basically forcing people to create content at a rapid speed in order to keep up. And we're all sitting here going, you know, as entrepreneurs, we don't, some of us don't function that fast. Like some of us don't want to put out content as quickly as like a Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. I know I don't, I don't function at that pace. It's not aligned for me at a soul level. Um, And so it's incredibly frustrating. Um, People with certain messages, again, are being censored. I mean, what else is going on? (laughs) There's a lot of hot topics being unearthed politically, okay? And I've been speaking up about this a lot on the show. There are many um, activists coming out and talking about how we can help, um, how we can help with reparations around indigenous people's rights, people of color and their rights. There's, you know, the racism conversation that is really taking deep form. Again, if you're paying attention. And this is where I'm saying the underdeveloped side of the personal development world is going to get, I think, a kick in the pants in 2020. For example, there are some people, I think, who are so, again, under this spell of the teachings of the last 30 years, which is very much like productivity, focus, stay in your lane, be solution-oriented, beat the algorithm, hustle, 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 you know, be so boundaried. I get boundaries is a huge hot topic, and I am all about healthy boundaries, but I actually think we can get to a point where we are actually in a place of self-sabotage when it comes to listening, like truly listening to the higher plan, 
And if we're so boundaried that we're not actually paying attention to some of these issues and sitting in inquiry around that and kind of dissecting it and being open to looking at at um, the pain of it and hearing what some people are saying, hearing them without going into these fears around, oh my gosh, that's mean or judgmental or that person's angry or whatever. It's like, oh my gosh, all of that needs to get thrown away. <laughs> Our fragility needs to get thrown away. And um, we got to look at that. We got to look at that. Okay. So big picture, there's been this teaching the last few years that, you know, we're here to create from a place of joy and harmony and possibility and all of that. Yes. But with where the world is at right now, I think we need to adapt that. I really do. I really do. And I know that what I'm about to say won't be accepted by everybody. I know I'm going to turn people off and they're going to shut this off and that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine because I probably a year and a half ago would shut this off too. I would. Um, I know that I'm here to challenge people and make make them think and I'm okay with that. I believe we are going to be called to create this year from our hearts, yes, but from our unguarded hearts. What do I mean by this? Unguarding our hearts is this intersectional process where, when I say intersectional, I mean it's like, two kind of um, processes coming together. And the first being we allow ourselves to get knocked off the pedestal if that's what's in store for us this year. We don't fight it. We don't fight it. We allow ourselves to also feel, I'm not saying we need to take everything on, okay? There's a difference between, oh my gosh, there's so much trauma in the world and Geraldine's saying I need to sit here and take it all on and make myself sick. Absolutely not. I'm saying we can be boundaried, right? But also allow ourselves to see it. We can take the scales off our eyes and go, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Do you see how I'm even pausing and I'm doing this on purpose to, to get you to stop and get in your body. I did this in episode one when I talked about there was no wealth without well-being. I talked about like how as, as female entrepreneurs especially, we got to get in our bodies. <clears throat> we got to get present. This is where my background as a yoga teacher comes in. I think I've shared this before, but I'll share it again I used to go to these yoga boot camps years ago where the teacher on purpose would make us do a pretty intense form of power yoga, two, three hour sessions at a time. And he would encourage us to not leave the room, not get off our mat, and it would get sweaty and hot and uncomfortable. And he would just stand there and say, stay in your body. Nobody teaches us this growing up, right? Maybe if you're lucky, if you had like a yoga teacher as a mom or I don't know, 
just a parent who somehow taught you this gift. But anyways, unguarding our hearts, intersectional process. Number one, we allow ourselves to feel or see what it is we're meant to see, the collective pain, the fear, the shame, the grief of the world, what the marginalized people are saying, what, um, I don't know, whatever your thing is that you're passionate about. But again, this is where I think some people might listen to this and go, oh, 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 I'm, I'm not passionate about any of these issues. That's not for me. Here's what I'm saying. Is it is that a story though? Is that just a story in your head because all of the leadership teachers are saying, are saying or over the past five, 10 years have said, stay in your lane, stay focused, stay so boundaried. And I get being focused on your work, but this is where we have to look at the higher plan for healing and go, is that actually a little bit of a problem now? Can I loosen my grip on that a little bit so that I can actually see? And maybe that's for you to discern as you sit in some sort of solitude or prayer or meditation or whatnot. But what I'm sensing is for a lot of people, it's about seeing these things, okay? Part of why we don't want to see some of the collective issues or pain in the world is because of our fragility. And it's really an issue of privilege. We are so privileged, okay, that we're like, oh, I don't want to go there. That's too uncomfortable for me. And yet we wear these love and light t-shirts and we preach stepping outside our comfort zone. Again, I think we're going to have to overhaul how we um, think and therefore communicate on these topics. I really do. The old school outdated way of thinking is like... Well... Let me say this. Let me say this. When we unguard our hearts and we allow ourselves to see what we're really here to see, okay, from that place of feeling into the collective, because really we're all one. So really, how, <laughs> how privileged and like self-righteous of us those of us who were born even with white skin, those of us who were born um, into certain families or lifestyles, okay, those of us who have the opportunities that we even have in this part of the world, how really self-righteous of us to just think about ourselves and be like, this is my vision and this is how much money I want to make. And again, I think all of that is okay, but where it's becoming dangerous is when we are becoming teachers of possibility and purpose and all of these things especially in the spiritual space, but we are not being inclusive to the real world problems. It is such an issue and it's something that I think God is challenging us on. So when we unguard our hearts and we allow ourselves into this place of feeling into some of the collective issues, and then when we create from that place, we are truly in our power, I believe. Or we're deepening into our power. Because again, this isn't to attack the way we've been doing things the last five, 10 years, but it is to say we can do better. This is this is what I do <laughs> as a teacher. I'm always dissecting and looking to do better. So the second part, the second part of unguarding our hearts is not only do we feel into some of these collective issues, right? But we're so wide open in that space. We're so wide open. We're not guarded. 
We're not protecting our fragility. We're not protecting our need to feel good all the time, this toxic positivity. We're not protecting um, and guarding ourselves from uh, criticism and maybe pain from what other people are really going to think. Because here's the thing, when you start to open yourself up to the true collective issues of our time and some of the deeper work that the divine is here to help clean up, that only gets clean up through each of us, okay, and our work. Um, what was I going to say on that? Oh, I was going to say, when we feel into that, we're, we become so wide open. Think of it like, I think of it of the energy of God, like the, the godly energy within all of us. I think of God as love. We're so open to that. Okay. Again, we can be boundaried. We feel it. And within that wide open energy, we're, we're more open and receptive to love. When we're guarded, when we're guarded, not only do we close off our capacity to fully give, I believe, but we close off our capacity to fully receive. So what I'm talking about, I feel like 2020 is going to challenge us in what we believe the whole, W-H-O-L-E, the whole human experience is really about. The whole human experience is about pain and love rage and joy, fear and possibility. And so it's almost like the last 10 years, we got so excited about, you know, creating our best lives and all of these things. And that's wonderful. It's wonderful. But I think we went a little overboard. (laughs) I do. And I feel like, again, Um, let's look at the example of Jesus. Okay. I love looking at the example of Jesus and his teachings. So Jesus was this, um, really direct channel. He was the example of a direct channel in which God love just flowed through him and look how much love he allowed in. Look how much, look at the miracles he was able to give out. So in the Bible, there's all these stories of him, you know, healing people and, you know, yada, yada. But also look at how much he didn't diminish the pain of the world. He didn't diminish the truth of what we need to see or the truth that others need to see. So it was this intersectional process. He wasn't just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go over here in my like love bubble and never allow anything in. You know, uh, he he wasn't privileged like that. <laughs> so um, as we continue to evolve and grow as a species, I think we have to look at what are our default mechanisms to avoid some of that pain? Like, what do we do to avoid it? Do we avoid the tough conversation with our spouse? Do we avoid what's happening right now in the world? Do we just not ever look at it? And I get, again, protecting ourselves to a degree. I don't like to watch the news. It drives me crazy. But I am guided to look at certain hot topics on social media. But what are our default mechanisms to guard ourselves? Maybe you have completely backed away from a business that you loved and that was aligned. Or maybe you're like, I'm not talking about this anymore. Are you? Have you been guided to stop talking about it? Or 
are you guarding your heart because you're afraid? You know, and so when we look at the division and the, like the, the polarity that's happening in the world right now, what I think it is, it's, it's like, it's really a deeper question to human beings around how much can we unguard our hearts? You know, ooh, right? How much can we unguard our hearts? And what is our soul really ask, asking of us in terms of our life and our leadership versus what is the, what has the conditioning told us we should do and how we should lead over the last 10 years? I think the age of gurus is over. And I, I'm a little worried for anybody signing up for <laughs> courses and things like that where there's some, you know, guru and pre-designed methods. I can understand having teachings or philosophies, um, but it should, in my opinion, it should leave the person in a place of inquiry to come to their own conclusion. Because who are we to to say that other human beings don't have a direct channel to love within them? Because they do. They do. So, um, you know, here's a quick example. Here's I, I was chatting with a friend this morning and we were talking about this. We were talking about how we feel like there's so much fake freedom over here in the West, you know, U.S., Canada, and and we all strive for the six-figure job or like the beautiful life business, you know, and this freedom. And um, and she was saying how she has a friend who lives in Bali who makes like eight bucks a day. And uh, this person just kind of laughs at how we live over here. And my friend said to this person, how do you live off of $8 a day? And this person said, it's so easy. It's actually so easy if you look at how we live over here. Pure, basic, cheap, organic food, yada, yada, yada. She didn't give too many particulars, but... um, So her and I started talking about how, you know, there's this tiny home movement starting where lots of people are starting to downsize and go into, move into tiny homes. I love it. I love it, you know. And um, my friend was telling me that she, her and her husband had this real soul-led heart-to-heart conversation about uh, moving to a new home. And she said, you know, we wanted to really keep it simple and not get any new furniture and we wanted to you know they had this vision for simplicity and then they went out and actually started uh looking like looking for a new home and she goes my subconscious and the conditioning of our world took over and I started looking at the big flashy homes which they could afford and and she goes I totally got lost in that I got excited and, you know, when we scroll Instagram today, a lot of what we're seeing are these, again, influencers talking about the latest fashion and this is what you should buy. And and then they all have beautiful homes and, and look at my updated home. And we get so easily influenced by that, right? And it's this like fake freedom. And I this is not an attack. I have been there. I have and I'm still there in many ways. And I'm looking at myself and going, this is so funny. So, um, my friend was saying she ended up buying the fancy dance home and there's this part of her that's kind of eating up inside and going, 
Did I really just make the right choice? And that's what I mean about 2020. I think we're going to be faced with many hard questions like this. You know, I'm not saying we're all going to be called to sell our homes tomorrow and go move into tiny homes, but I feel like that's where the soul is guiding us individually if we actually start paying attention. I think social media is freaking killing us. The rollout of 5G, I mean, again, if you're paying attention to this and feeling into some of the realities of this, how could you not ask yourself hard questions like this, right? And for some people, it's so uncomfortable. What, you know, like, because what if your soul tells you, okay, go downsize or maybe like homeschool your kid or go do this? It's like, what would my mom think? Okay, we got to get out. This is the true leadership and bravery of the next 10 years. I Again, I think in the personal development slash spiritual slash wellness slash leadership space, we're being asked to step up a level. It's no longer just about live your best life, blah, blah, blah. All of that has served us very well. Many of us have left corporate jobs that don't serve us or we're, we've found a passion. We, we feel that love and light of God working through us, whether you resonate with the term God or not, but you know what I'm talking about. But that is no longer the standard anymore. It's like, okay, many of you broke free of this way of being that was very toxic. And now, now as empaths, healers, leaders, mamas who freaking care, we're being asked to take it up a notch. Because here's the thing, we take it up a notch and then who follows? Other people start to follow that. And so I think we're going to be asked to be really courageous and it's going to feel hard and it's going to feel like a freaking thunderstorm. Are you guys hearing me on this? My husband and I are making a choice right now about where we want to send our kid Um to kindergarten next year and we're sitting here going oh my gosh and it has felt like a thunderstorm for us because um just the state of the world you know and so it's taken a lot of deep breaths and just okay and I'll give you guys a little tip on that if you're struggling with a decision what we do is is this idea of we lift this to you so in that open, unguarded space of our heart, it's, okay, I'm so open. This is super vulnerable, but I'm so open. And and it's this idea of who are you lifting it to? Your higher mind, your all-knowing self, okay? And then you notice what answer comes through. And it's just this soft answer. It's like a, it's a feeling. And you got to just be present. And then it's easy, so it's one of the things we're doing is we're we're sending her to um it's like a nature school, you know, and we were gonna do a more of an alternative school, like a Waldorf school, but I swear <laughs> it was divinely guided uh, just through asking hard questions. We found this school about forty minutes up the road from us that um is the big, a big focus is nature. So it's on a biodynamic farm, which a lot of people moving into tiny homes, they're also, again, growing their own food. And there's a big focus on permaculture. And this is why this idea is so exciting to me. It's getting back to basics. It's getting back to sitting around a campfire with friends and family and having a cup of tea instead of scrolling Instagram, you know? Um, so we're sending our kid to this school where 
Um, there's a big focus on nature. So they're outside for two hours in the morning and then another hour in the afternoon. And they make all wholesome food from the farm there. So it's nothing processed or sugary. And we don't live in fear where it's like, you can't have any sugar ever or you're going to die. But, you know, I just feel like for us, for us, when we look at, look at the mental illness, look at the anxiety, look at the craziness. I think a lot of kids today, this is deep. Stay with me. Stay with me. You're going to want to guard your hearts here. I think a lot of kids are turning inwards, turning inwards, okay? The autism, the, um, you know, just some of these things that we see happening where it's almost like they're turning inwards. I see even mental illness is like a whoa, like turning inwards. It's almost like I can't even face what's happening out here in the world, the craziness. We don't ha- we don't even have the tools. We don't have the level of consciousness that we need yet to survive. So it's like these people are just turning inwards and they can't handle it. And so one of the things I think our kids are asking of us is 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 like nature, relationships, um, just that sense of how it was designed to be, you know? Anyways, that's my riff on that. <laughs> so, um, okay. I'm just looking at my notes. Oh, yes. I wrote this down. This is really good. Mm-mm. God doesn't play favorites, okay? We're all one, really. So it's almost like there's this call for us to connect on that level of oneness. And um, it's as if, with everything I'm talking about, this higher energy is going to look at those of us with privilege. Like, I recognize I am a person of privilege. The fact that we can afford to send our kids to a, to a, to a nature school like this. Hello, privilege, right? So... Um, I feel like it's up to us as privileged people who have more of a voice, um, who have more resources, who have less, um, just shit being thrown our way in terms of unhealed racism and all of that. We are being called to be the example here because we can be, okay? Okay. And we're also being called to be the example um, in the online space, especially. And if we don't listen, okay, so as this 2020 forecast comes in, I feel like if we don't listen, we are at risk of sabotaging our evolution big time. Huge risk. I mean, so many people sometimes when we talk, when I talk about this, they're like, oh, I just sometimes want to put my blinders on and go, well, someone else will deal with this. No. <laughs> who, who is the someone else that's going to deal with this, you know? So let me just give a few more examples. I kind of made a flow chart on my, <laughs> my cheat sheet here. Let me give a few more examples of the underdeveloped side, we'll call it, of some of the in, the online industries or the leadership industries, yada, yada. And then what I think the growth side looks like for 2020. So again, the underdeveloped side is like, it's all about what we're selling. 
okay, with no focus on hard things or tough conversations. And the growth side is if we really care about what we're selling, whether that's empowerment programs for people, entrepreneurial growth programs, essential oils, you know, um, herbs, crystals, blah, 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 making people feel good through fashion sales, okay? If we really care about that and being stewards of the earth and the environment and all of these things, are we bringing awareness to that on a broader scale? Like, are we being inclusive or is it really just all about us? Because it's starting to show. You know, like, for example, one of the things I'm really starting to do is talk much more about Indigenous people's rights. And um, it's so funny because when I post a really cute selfie or something that has to do with me selling the essential oils that I sell, I get like 200 likes on Instagram. When I post about marginalized Indigenous people and a um, program that can support them, because they're the original stewards of the earth, okay? Here's where I get fired up. You don't want to know how many likes I get on posts like that? I get about eight So all the white people scrolling my feed, because it's mostly white people, are seeing that and they're like, hmm, this is what I'm talking about. But where are are the people? Where are the people? (laughs) So funny. I'm like, okay. So um, it's not just about what we're selling anymore. It's deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. Right? Okay. The underdeveloped side. is this thought process that love, light, and kindness will heal the world. Toxic positivity is not helpful, my friends. Love, light, and kindness is important, but we're being challenged to go deeper with that, dissect that, right? Um, You know, so many people are coming down with cancer. So many people, it's insane. And when when you look at the energetic side, the spiritual meaning, right? Uh, You can look at, the fact that oftentimes if the body um, is in a toxic state, for sure, cancer can thrive. But there's also, and this is not a belief that is held uh, by the scientific community because they are just ride or die science and they need that part to fuel belief in their analytical mind. But those of us who've opened up to the spiritual side, the fact that we are all energy, we know that cancer and some harmful diseases can make manifest in our body when we are not processing pain, anger, grief, guilt. And so a lot of that gets passed through. Like if I had cancer in my um, bloodline, in my with if my ancestors had cancer, I would be really, really serious about where is there some unprocessed grief or guilt or anger or rage or whatever it is. Because if I don't heal it, that's just going to get passed on. If I don't feel it and really allow that support in, the support and the love of grace to help with the healing, it's this idea that we feel it and then it gets lifted for healing. Well, then we're missing the mark there, right? So, um <clears throat> The growth side is love and light and kindness and joy, yes, but 
But can we also extend the most love and light and kindness and compassion and resilience towards ourselves? It makes us feel good to just preach love, light, and kindness all the time. You guys see that, right? But eventually it catches up to us. So can we extend the most love, light, and compassion to ourselves and our individual healing journeys, our transformations, our breakups, our breakthroughs, our pain, the collective pain that we're all feeling? A friend of mine had been going through a really tough time together in in, in one of our businesses. We've been going through a time of struggle, and and I'm not going to get into it, but in darkness, and there's been some stuff happening that's really been... um, rattling us and at times we've wanted to talk about it and other times we're like I don't want to talk about it today because it makes me feel like shit and as I was preparing this podcast I messaged her I said sister like thank you for showing up for me and thank you for showing up for these conversations as we work through this pain because I know it's hard and I know we want to run from it but we can't run from it and she's like I know I know (laughs) Okay, Um, the underdeveloped side, the underdeveloped side is, is this like, I'm here to fix you mentality? You guys know that mentality? Oh, this is deep. This is so deep. As privileged people, we can create this white savior complex where, again, it, it stems from oh my gosh, years and years and years and years ago, like historically speaking, white males stepping in and creating the rules, even the doctrines that we see today. Um, Back even in like early Christianity times, like after Jesus was crucified, I'm learning a lot about this. it, It was looked down upon to believe in God. Okay, and so Christians had to hide their beliefs. And it's really interesting because at that time, the early priests, the early priesthood, so it was mostly males, stepped in and said, okay, when we formulate the Bible that we see today, we're going to cut out this scripture and this scripture and this scripture because we kind of want to protect Christianity, this is going to be frowned upon. This is going to be frowned upon. And I, I tell that story because it, it's so interesting how today one of the things that's being dismantled in our society is this patriarchal system. And this is really painful for a lot of people to look at. And a lot of people still won't agree with me or the thousands of people screaming and speaking on this topic because they just don't see it. The scales are still on their eyes. But there's still very much this element of like control. And like, okay, I'm going to come in and like save this or manipulate this, right? This is why we see the debates all the time about women's bodies and all these white males sitting around a table <laughs> making decisions about a woman's body. I, I think with, with that debate, it actually has nothing to do with um, a woman's uh, body or like the actual issue at hand is really these people and their control. And the other way that shows up is we can sometimes have this, stay with me here, this savior complex. And 
again, this is like the underdeveloped side and we have to be so compassionate as we look at this because this is hard. This is hard to look at this. Okay. It's this idea of, am I really listening to my soul and how I'm being called to show up and make choices? Or am I doing certain types of charity work or you know, personal growth programs or whatever, because I have some sort of internal need or habit to want to save and fix people. But what I really avoid is that work within myself. Okay? So that's the underdeveloped side, like the I'm here to fix you. Whereas the growth side is I'm here to stand with you hold space for you. I see you. I see your process. I see your joy and I see your rage. And there is nothing to fix. The growth side, though, is I'm also here to keep you accountable. There's a difference between I'm here to fix you and I'm here to hold you accountable to your greatness, if you want that, to your growth. Okay? Finishing up the underdeveloped side that we're going to be called to look at this year is like do more, be more. Next, you know, like when you scroll social media today, it's scale up to a million dollars. Scale, if I if I see that tagline one more time, scale up to a million. And that's all great if you, if you really want that again. But it's like productivity, um, be more, you know. That's been something I've spoken about. Step into the woman you're here to be. Again, it's good. It's good. But I think the growth side, and we're seeing this in, 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 in the way teachers are changing their programs, right? We're seeing this. We're seeing the, fem- the, tr- the feminine really come out and saying, whoa, 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 whoa. A lot of that do more, be more productive, scale to a million, that comes from the patriarchal system. It's like a male-dominated teaching. All the top leadership teachers of the world are male. They've trained some great females, but It all stems from a masculine approach, which doesn't fit for a lot of women. And so the growth side is truly honoring the seasons of life and business. It's truly honoring it, which is why I think 2020 is going to have some rainstorms for people because it's almost forcing us into the surrender. (laughs) It's forcing us. So truly honoring the seasons because we talk about like, oh, I'm honoring the season or I've done this. I remember a few times in business over the last few years, knowing my soul needed rest and I thought I was taking rest, but I really wasn't taking rest. I was too wrapped into some of these patriarchal systems and I couldn't fully see it yet. How many of you has that happened to you? And so we can't truly experience grace in our life the magic and the true miracles of grace when we're so wrapped into that. Um, This is hard. This is hard. (laughs) Which is why resilience and compassion for ourselves is going to be key. Okay. Um, Big picture. This year is about resilience. It's about resilience. How much love and compassion can we extend to ourselves and to others, but it has to start with us, as we navigate the times we are in.
We are being called to evolve. It's scary. It's big. It's daunting. I think it's causing anxiety to stir in people's bellies. It's causing really tough conversations. Oh man, (laughs) like I'm feeling it. Are you guys feeling this? I don't think everyone's going to be ready for this. I really don't. And that's okay. But many people are getting this call. And quickly. I think that if you resonate with what I'm saying, protecting your space gracefully is going to be one of the most important things that you do. Again, not guarding your heart. There's a difference between. So at the end of the show, I'm hoping you can differentiate what I mean between protecting your space and guarding your heart. So it's, it's I'm protecting my space. I have boundaries, but my heart is unguarded. This is the whole human experience that we're really stepping into. And it's, it's tough, you guys. I think it's time that we really learn how to embrace our strength and understanding that there is something bigger guiding this. But we, we got to take the call to support it. And this strength really emerges when we can meet ourselves as deeply as, as we've been meeting others over the past few years. I know many of you on this show, you deeply meet others. And so my question to you is, how are you giving yourself what we always preach to others, this kindness, this love, this compassion, this light? Are you giving that to yourself as you work through unguarding and opening? As you explore how much love you can hold, as you explore some of what it is you're being called to explore and as you create from that place. I think sisterhood and solidarity is going to be key for 2020 and having relationships with people who see you and honor you for where you're at. Find these people. Find these people and anyone who's not honoring this process that you're in right now of unguarding, those aren't your people for 2020. That's where you need to protect your space. I just want to say, I know so many of you who tune in, you are so wise and loving and kind and you pour into others regularly. And I really hope you honor the season that you're meant to be in this coming year. I really hope that you have the courage to honor that. And there's a beautiful seed that plants when you do this. And again, this still is not an accepted business practice yet or life practice. It still freaks people out. And that is the seed of surrender and trust. Okay. Watch what happens in your life when you plant this seed. This inner work of resilience and compassion, my friends, it is the work. It is the work. Thanks for listening. I've got some good shows coming up. I'll uh, check in with you guys soon. Have a good day.